Hello sports fans and welcome back to another edition of Fire and Ice Sports. Uh, as always, my name is Evan Smoke and I am your resident fire here. Joined to my right, uh, across from me, however you want to design it, is Bryson Weir, the local ice. Bryson, how are we doing this afternoon? Doing good. It's very warm in our studio today. Uh, some AC problems have put us in a particularly hot bind, but uh, hopefully Bryson will keep his takes uh, under the temperature because he's usually... Uh, ice cold. Ice cold. Uh, yeah. But a couple things to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Braves, uh, some injuries, and how we're going to see those are going to affect the team as we move forward in this MLB season. We're also going to talk about the NBA playoffs, give you a little update um, as we sit here on Saturday, May 29th. And um, some NFL trade destinations. Uh, The beloved Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones looks to be on the way out. Is also the enigma that is Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay. So, Bryson, what would you like to talk about first this afternoon? Well, let's hit up Jackson and see what our trivia question for the day is. We have a guest here today, Jackson Dixon. I got a steamy question for these boys today. So the first person to get this question right uh, gets a point added on to the season totals. It's 0-0 so far. We've only had one week, and we both All right, buzzer words. What's your buzzer word? Just ding. No. You're ding. What's your word? (laughs) Dong. Dong. All right, here we go. Which team has the record of scoring the most points in a single Super Bowl? Ding. Is it the Denver Broncos? No, it is not. Alright. I know... Ooh. This is a good one. I'm trying to think. It's probably somebody recent. Just because I don't think he would have some, you know, for the 20s. Like Super Bowl 20. He could have. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It does not say the year. So I couldn't tell you. It's probably something Tom Brady. No, because... Oh, oh, it's the Eagles. It is not. Dang. I knew they scored, what, 41 against them that year? Well, what? The, the Broncos scored 50 against the Panthers that year, didn't they not? It was high. No, they ran the ball the whole game. I don't know. Anyway, what was the answer? Uh, the correct answer is the San Francisco 49ers, and I will look up the total score because it does not have it. What year? I mean, it didn't say what year. What did, Super Bowl? Did not say anything. I'll look it up though. Y'all carry on. <laughs> All right, Besides hit us that, up later. So zero zero still. Uh, we're not doing good in the sports trivia department. But all that aside, um, let's go to the Braves. Um, that's one of the common things that we, you and I, both share, and it, it's we're doing better as a team. But it's been a rough patch individually for the Braves. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're injured like we are, it's hard to win. If you had told me our outfield would be Guillermo Heredia, Acuna. And Adrianza at the beginning of the year, I would have told you we're probably 10 games below 500. Yeah, I'm glad that you can say those names because I cannot. <laughs> so it just, it actually gives me hope that we're only two and a half games back and one game under 500, I'm pretty sure. As of right now, yes. So that gives me a little hope. We just got to get healthy, get Ozuna back, get Darno back. Uh, Soroka's most likely out for the year now, so give up on but that. But Snicker has walked back on that, so there's a chance we might can see him later in the year. Yes, but um, I'm not putting any hope in that. Oh, yeah. And Be surprised, not hopeful. Yeah, but I think also think with the new Ozuna uh, injury, now you disagree with me here, but I think we're going to go look for a bat to replace him. Now, I know you're not going to get a Marcel Azuna to replace him, but you need a slugger to come in and probably hit 20 bombs from here out. Just somebody that, that can bat four or five hole. Now, Austin Riley can probably fill that four hole right now, but now you don't have a good five hole. You just need someone with power. And I think we may go get Gregory Polanco from the Pirates 
or a Jock Peterson, just somebody like that who can give you some pop. Not going to hit for average, going to strike out a lot probably, but just somebody to replace him a little bit. Yeah, and Azuna is out six to eight weeks. That's a big time left. I mean, we're going into the summer stretch here. I mean, thankfully it is a full season, but we're still going to miss a lot of time. Darno, I don't know how far along in his 60-day I.L. he is, but he's, still got he's, probably got, he's probably got at least half, if not three-quarters of it. Um, so there's a couple injuries all across the Braves field. Um, Enoa still yeah, out with yeah. the broken hand. Yeah, be he's probably gonna, you, you probably will not have a full team until August. But as long as you can keep afloat till then, you know, within striking distance, I feel pretty good as we make the September push. Um, Johan Camargo is on the roster now to replace him, and I, it'll be interesting to see how we plug and play him. Are we going to move Riley back to left field and let mm-hmm. Johan play third? Is Johan just going to be a bench piece? Snicker uh, said that Adrian's is going to be your – everyday outfielder normally in left field and Camargo was just to bring up to uh, replace Adrianza on the bench so, so that'll be a interesting you know dynamic to see if Adrianza can you know get provide some pop you know because he's had a little rough stretch he's, he's been pretty well at the plate you know nothing we got to see a grand slam but I mean we saw everybody homer yeah. at that game we went to I think they were taking turns hitting them out yeah they, they were just deciding oh you want you want one it was like Oprah that day but all things considered, um, I really think um, we're going to see Drew Waters at some point. I think there's no way we don't. He's been tearing the cover off the ball in AAA. You talked about it after the injury. His arrival is slated for September. A July, ju- late June would not be that big of a rush. I would put money on probably June, July right Yeah, I, I, think, I think we might roll with Camargo for the next month, see how it acts up, but anything less than, you know, a great campaign out of him, I think Drew Waters is going to move up. Because as much as Adrianza is a good player, he's not an everyday player. Yeah. You know, Drew, even if Drew Waters sucks, you know, he can't be worse because he's at least getting time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does lose a year of control if he comes up too early, so that'll be something to look into. Across the MLB, um, Otani's still having a great campaign for the Angels, uh, also on the Angels' side. Rendon and Trout are having injuries. Albert Pujols uh, was released and has now moved cross town to the Dodgers. Should have had a walk off homer last Should night. Have. Got robbed. Yeah, that was a great play. Um, the Pirates can't do functional <laughs> baseball. That was the most, the worst play I've ever seen on a baseball field. I, I think, think the, the Bad movie. News Bears would have beat that team that day. That was um, awful. Couple other things. Uh, the White Sox just released the most beautiful jerseys I have ever seen. Those were lovely. Uh, but all that considered, baseball is still too early. You know, what are we, 40 games in, 30 games in, 50 games in? I, I don't know exactly. About 50. About 50. So, I mean, we're still over 100 games away. Um, so, we'll check in on that. But let's uh, reroute and come a little bit closer to home to Atlanta. Um, and this Julio Jones stuff has kind of snowballed into immediate, imminent, you know, a week a week away, a day away almost. Talk a little bit about that as we um, talk about that, and we can get an Aaron Rodgers here in a second. Well, while we're getting into football, Jackson, you got our answer to the trivia question. I voice. do. In 1990, the San Francisco 49, 49ers beat the Denver Broncos by a score of 55-10. to 10. Oh, <laughs> Therefore, I get a half point. I uh, said the Broncos. <laughs> no, because they got beat. You no, should get I, negative hey, points. Hey, hey. That would, uh, I would not have liked to watch that Super Bowl. No, that, unless that I was a 49ers fan. Yeah, that would have been crushing uh, for you know the Broncos back in the day. But um, it's not been a surprise that Julio's on his way out. It seems like every year trade rumors circulate about number 11. But, you know, they never have become this serious. And, and, you know, especially after that, you know, 
the one of the weirdest ways I've ever seen a player say he wants out on live television. I don't think he really knew he was on. I don't live think he knew, enough. but I don't think he's mad about it. Either. Yeah, yeah, he's not. I, I think the really. Falcons are mad because it really hurts their bargaining yeah. price. But um, I will say this: I would not be surprised if if Julio stayed, but he's on his way out. I think. Um, uh, supposedly, there's a first rounder on the table already. You know, from somewhere, the plan is to trade him out of conference into the AFC. But the NFC could be in play if a first rounder, you know, a twenty twenty two first rounder that is, um, is you know included. Um, we could talk about some trade packages. I've seen Patriots. I've seen Ravens. I've seen Titans. I've seen Rams. I've seen Jacksonville for some reason. I mean, there's a lot of people out, and they, there should be a lot of support. I mean, he's he's still a top five receiver, and he can be number one if he wants to be. Yes. You know, so. I don't know what the option is. Uh, as a Falcons fan, as someone who just watched a team draft a tight end with a number fourth pick, I would hope we keep him because the Kyle Pitts pick only looks great in my eyes. It's still a good pick. I'm not going to crap on it too much. But I think it's it's only a great pick if you can keep that offensive juggernaut. Losing Julio is going to hurt you. There's no, I mean, I don't care if he's played 10 games over the last two years or whatever that number is. It's more than that. But Julio is a centerpiece of your team and for the offensive power power that has been the Falcons. Because regardless of how much the team has underperformed expectations, the offense has always been great, you know, in Atlanta. Yeah, and I think the Rams or the Ravens makes the most sense. The Ravens have arguably the worst wide receiver core in, in the NFL. Hollywood Brown is terrible. I love Hollywood, but he's not good. And could you even name their second receiver? No. <laughs> is is Sneed still playing with them? Des Bryant? I mean, he played last year, but he's gone. I mean, they, they just got someone, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they just got... They drafted... Um, well, they drafted Rashad Bateman, yes, but they also Bateman. traded for Sammy Watkins. Okay. That's Sammy right. Sammy will have great week one and then yeah. not show up yeah, the rest or, of the year. You know, like as Draft, the... or No, pick him up on the waivers in fantasy football. Start him week one. He'll get you your 40. Trade him to somebody for a great pick, and you're set. Oh, absolutely. Like... There's the things that's like one of the most dangerous things in like Hoodie Mellow and then week one Sammy Watkins has got to be up there. He's just a threat, you know, coming out of the gate. He's um, be averaging like 40 the last three years. Oh, I know, for, especially fantasy Now, I do really like the Rashad Bateman. I totally forgot about him, but you still need another receiver. You need a veteran. You need somebody who can be like, all right, when the, when the game is on the line, you someone know, to go to. someone to go to. And Julio can definitely be that person. Absolutely. Um, I think the best place, I don't know where he'll end up, but the best place for Julio to go is Tennessee. You put him on that tight end's defense, you give him a great quarterback in Ryan Tannehill, you put a great running back. The only thing Tennessee really doesn't have on that side of the ball is a number one receiver. Now, A.J. Brown has been awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. I rode A.J. Brown to a fantasy number one record last year before the playoffs. All that agreed upon, Julio would make that team so much more deadly. My only problem with that is the Titans don't throw the ball that much. You would throw the ball if you had Julio Jones. I, I get you probably would throw it more, but what are they ever throwing it, like 20 times a game right now? Maybe. You'd probably throw it 28 with Julio. I don't think it'd increase that much. I think it'd be 23-24. you got to think A.J. Brown's getting 8 to 10 targets a game. Now, but yes, Corey Davis is gone, too. Too. AJ yeah. moves into the Corey Davis role that he flourished in the last couple of years, and then right there, Julio's the number one guy. Here's I, a just, I, I think it does make them a lot better, but I think there's better fits like the Rams or the Ravens. But see, them. another thing that people are going to... Julio is getting up there in age. Well, he's still a he great is. playmaker. He probably isn't going to go 100 yards, 150 every week. No. It, in the tight ends, he doesn't have that. 
He can have a great stat line for five catches, 60 yards, and they can still beat the crap out of you because they have Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown opposite side. There's a lot of arguments that you can make for Julio, and it'll be interesting to see. I think as soon as the June 1st deadline passes where the cap hit goes way down, he's got to go. I mean, Absolutely. I think that's the only thing. It's another reason why Aaron Rodgers is still in Green Bay. And, um, you know, the last couple of weeks, the the hype has, you know, kind of diminished, and they said Aaron Rodgers might stay. I still I think, think he so. might be going out. Where do you think Aaron Rodgers might play next year? I had, you know, I really haven't put too much thought in it, but just off the bat right now, I think the Panthers could be in play. I think someone like the Dolphins could be in play. I mean, you put him on the Dolphins, they are dangerous. Oh, absolutely. Like, like Super Bowl contender dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I think the... I want to. I want to say the Steelers, but I. I feel like they're still committed to Big Ben for at least this year. I think so as well. I think if I think if a trade doesn't happen now and it waits till the off season, the Steelers have got to be a primary target. You know, yes. coming in. Um, and a lot of people want to mention Denver. Yeah, um, Denver. That, but see, that makes my thing is this, sense. and it's the same reason with Carolina. You just made big trades for quarterbacks. Well, I understand Aaron Rodgers is vastly, you know, more, you know, special and talented than Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater. But you did just make a move. Um, I think you're going to kind of ride with it unless you can kind of steal Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think Green Bay is going to let him go lightly. You know, no, somebody, no. Somebody's going to have to go full in. And I just don't see either of those franchises, especially now, getting new quarterbacks in with, you know, respectable teams around them. I mean, you know, people want to – I mean, I understand Carolina was eight and Denver was nine in this past year's draft, but quarterback play had a lot to do with that. Absolutely. And I understand that now Teddy Bridgewater's in Denver, so – One of the Panthers' problems is they're really young on defense. They are. Now, they have good playmakers, on, but they're just really young, so they're a few years away still. Denver, on the other hand, I think if you put Aaron Rodgers on them, they could be a Super Bowl contender. I don't know about Super Bowl contender. Well, but you they get Cortland Sutton back. You do. People Who's forget big, that. Yeah, Cortland Sutton's really good awesome receiver. wide receiver one. Underrated. Now, the, and their defense is really good. Now, Von Miller's not the Von Miller role, but he's still a really good defense player. You get um, – they they were the ones who drafted Sertan, correct? They did. So, they have Sertan. They've got Chubb. They, I mean, they're, they're stacked on defense. Oh, yeah. And, they you know, you get Melvin Gordon back in the backfield, and people mm-hmm. forget Melvin Gordon's, what, two years, you know, away from a top five running back in the league, some people would thought. So Melvin Gordon could definitely have a resurgence, you know, with a great quarterback because people kind of forget that about a running back. You need somewhat of a good quarterback to open up the field, to, you know, for the running game to flourish. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers ends up in Oakland. And the reason I say that is because why Matt Madoc and John Gruden have been notorious for bad GM plays John Gruden knows quarterbacks, and he's a quarterback guru. That's his specialty. He's had his time with Derek Carr, and Derek Carr has not done much under that system. Not saying that Aaron Rodgers would get better with John Gruden, but John Gruden would be like, that's one of the quarterbacks of our generation. He's a Mount Rushmore quarterback, as people want to talk about. If they can get Aaron Rodgers out there in Las Vegas, there's a, there's a big change that could happen in the AFC West, especially if you put Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers in the same division two times a year. Tell me that wouldn't be TV ratings. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, just imagine what that would do for Darren Waller and uh, Henry Ruggs in fantasy. Oh, oh it would gosh. be great. And they just got Josh Jacobs with Kenyon Drake at the backfield. Mm-hmm. It's going to I mean, there's a lot of things happening out in Las Vegas. And it would be awesome, you know, for Las Vegas, who has not submitted itself as NFL town. I mean, last year was their first year there, and it was the pandemic. You bring Aaron Rodgers in there, that brings people in the seats. And that was the whole question with Las Vegas going you know, from Oakland to Las Vegas was, can they put people in the seats in such a touristy town? 
If Aaron Rodgers is in there, it doesn't matter where you're from. You're going to go see him in here in Las Vegas. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on to the NBA playoffs. Well, this is kind of my forte, so I'm going to kind of ramble here. I'm just going to run through a quick little bit of all the playoff series. Um, The Milwaukee Bucks have already swept the Miami Heat. Yeah, that's done. So that's done. Um, In a series, we greatly, you know, predicted wrong. Because I had Miami playing really tough in that series. I did, too. Nope, Milwaukee got a swept, and I think this proves how good the Drew Holiday trade was for him. I mean, he has been a difference maker, daylight and dark from last year's playoffs to this year's playoffs for Milwaukee. They're going to have a great thing to say, you know, when we would assume Brooklyn eventually finishes business with Boston. Um, most of the other series are 2-1, to one. Um, so we have Brooklyn over Boston and L.A. over the Mavericks. Um, both of those teams were up 2 nothing, and then Boston and the Clippers were able to salvage a win. The Clippers... Who we have, I think, over overestimated. You know, Dallas went out to the Staples Center out there and won two games on the road. Now they lost last night at home, but still, you've got to be feeling good if you're a Mavericks fan. Yes, they look good in any game where Kawhi and Paul George went for a combined what seventy something. I mean, and you only lose by it was a close game. I went sleeping. It was nine points. I don't remember what it was. I think it was like eleven at the end, maybe ten. It was not much. And that was only because of a late stretch out. And in the game, I heard it. Przingis, he had, I think, eight points, but he was like three of 11 from the field. And then you had uh, two of the other players, I forget. Tim Hardaway was three of 14 from the field. And someone else, one of their stars, or not stars, but one of their starters was like two of 10. I mean, they shot awful last night and were still right in that game. So you've got to feel good about it. And on another note, the Trailblazers are kicking the Nuggets, but it's like a 22-point game, so it's probably going to be tied 2-2 two, two, after you know, today. And that being said, um, our Atlanta Hawks are up 2-1, should be 3-0 after that late collapse in Game 2. Um, I want to talk about that for a second. Um, the Hawks have been doing really well. I understand we lost Game 2, but we've been in control, it feels like, the whole series. Julius Randle has vastly underperformed, and I think you have to hold that to Gallinari's defense. I mean, Gallinari has been the primary defender on Julius Randle and someone who all year, especially against the Hawks, you know, against the Hawks, killed him. He looked like Will Chamberlain mixed with Kobe, according to an announcer last night. But he had none of that here in the playoffs. And I don't know, it might be a little bit of the hype, a little bit of the pressure, you know, especially with New York being the team that is. But that doesn't matter. Gallinari has handled business. Trey Young is having a fantastic introduction to the playoffs. Um, and all that considered, I think Atlanta's in a great position. You know, to move on to the second round. Uh, their future opponent would be the winner of the Philadelphia and Washington series. Philadelphia and Washington play tonight in Game 3. Uh, Philadelphia has been up a lot. A lot. What is it, 2-0 or 3-0? It's 2-0. It's 2-0? I mean, so, I mean, they've won both games. But they won last – or the first – the last game they played by 32. And I don't remember what the first was, but it was not close. So – I just but going back to the Hawks, the Hawks have surprised me. They have I've said it once, I'm gonna say it again. They look like definitely the better team in the series. Oh yeah. So I think they're gonna move on and I think I don't think they'll they play the seventy sixers. They play the seventy sixers I don't think they'll win that series, but I think it could go six games or so and then, you know, win we would, one. We're or definitely two. gonna win one. I would go ahead and put that on paper. We're not gonna get swept. We might get gentlemen swept, but we would not get swept. And I think you could probably steal two games. Best case scenario, you probably push it to a game seven. I don't see any way you really win. I don't really either. But I mean, I think possibly you push it to seven. I mean, but probably I would guess in the six range. Um, and then you know, 
Boston looked really good against Brooklyn last night. Now, I still have the Nets winning, but maybe that's, instead of a five-game series, a six-game series, seven, possibly? I, I mean, think they'll finish it in five. Jason Tatum is not going for 50 again. I'm sorry. No, he's not, but Kimba had a greatly underappreciated night. I mean, not underappreciated, underperforming night. Yeah. So, Kimba's going to give you more. Jalen Brown's going to... I mean, Jalen Brown is out. I keep saying that. I keep thinking that. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart's going to give you more. So, they could probably win one more. But that's all. Like, Brooklyn's yeah. going to... But you also got to think from on the Brooklyn side, Kyrie underperformed. What did he have last night? 14, 16. 16, Yeah, but there. Harden had 42 and KD had 39. There's not enough points to go around, you know, per possession. Could be. <laughs> and I guess it could. So, in the East, we've talked about, that's everybody in the West, the Lakers after dropping game one to Phoenix. I talk back about the Lakers series. Yep. In our last podcast, I told you a healthy Lakers could make a push at oh, winning it all. I think that they're just about healthy, and I think, I looked at yesterday, and they might be my pick out of the West right now. Oh, yeah, because look at this right now. Let's look at the map as it is. Utah and Grizzlies are 2-1. to one. I think the Grizzlies are going to push. They're going to win another game. That I, game's going six, maybe seven. I think the Grizzlies may win that series. That's what I'm saying. The Grizzlies have played great. Um, you go down one more notch, all right? The Suns don't. They have a hurt Chris Paul. And they just don't have the, you know, talent and aspirations to really, you know, bring it big, all things considered. So all of that put together, I think the biggest thing is the Lakers are going to win that series. Mm-hmm. You know, you move down to three in the West. The Nuggets and the Blazers, they're right neck and neck. Whoever wins that series, that series is probably going six or seven. Probably oh, seven. Yeah. Probably seven. So the Lakers can probably run this out, win five. All right. So the Lakers get rest against the Nuggets or Blazers. That's the biggest part. Who are you? Who are you taking? I'm taking the Lakers. You're taking the Lakers. You know, you can't take the Nuggets or the Blazers, especially a Nuggets without Jamal Murray and a Blazers with an underperforming CJ McCollum. I mean, we we don't talk about that enough. CJ's not showing up in the playoffs as much as Portland would like him to. Robert Covington's not doing the best defensively, but I mean. It's a couple things out there that create some problems, you know, moving on to the next round. You move into four and I think five, the Mavs will knock off the Clippers. And I think the, the Mavs Clippers. are going to knock off the Clippers. I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Right. But still, even then, Mavericks are exposing L.A. As they move on, you tell me Utah can't beat that team? You tell me Memphis can't beat that team? That team does not look indestructible like we thought. The Lakers, either we're going to see a really surprising team coming out of the West, but if you had to put your money on it, you got to put your money on the Lakers. I would. And in the East, Brooklyn doesn't look unbeatable after last night. Philadelphia is playing really well, but how good is Washington? Like, yeah. I, I don't know how good Washington. I mean, Washington in the – who did they play? They lost to Boston, who's getting ran through by Brooklyn right now. I mean, minus last night. And then you look, Washington played who? The Pacers? Yeah. Who, the Pacers looked awful. They looked awful. Like, so, I mean, it's not much out there for Washington. So, you know, right now, if everything is on paper, you're probably calling Lakers, Jazz, Nets, Sixers, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, maybe Lakers, Mavs? That would be a good series. I, th- I think the Bucks could make a push, too. They yeah. look really good Yeah, right I was saying, now. the Bucks are the only team I've seen in the playoffs so far where you can't be like, all right, that might be a problem. Yeah. Because even last night in Brooklyn, Boston was able I mean, so... <sighs> It's a very smaller but bigger picture going into the playoffs. I thought there was a lot more teams in the West and a lot less teams in the East, and now I'm kind of switching back. Well, it's kind of like I think it was uh, Mike Greenberg said that this is the most open NBA playoffs we've had in a while. I think so, too. Anyone can win it. You have the Lakers who can win it. 
You have the If the Clippers rally back, there's nothing you, stopping them. The Clippers them. can win it. The Mavericks the Bucks. can win it. I I don't know if the Mavs are there yet. Tell okay, but hear me out. Mavs beat um Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. Jazz or Grizzlies? You tell me the Mavericks can't beat them? They can. Okay. And the Lakers The Lakers would wins. have to get upset or I'd pick the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, they'd have to get upset, but that doesn't I mean like they can make it. And then I would pick the Bucks, Sixers, or Nets over them, though, in the East. Oh, in the East, yeah. Like, they can make it to the finals. And that's a win for Dallas. In, oh, absolutely. In, in I'm just saying, three, I don't Luke. think they can win it yet. You know, and in the East, I'm not going to say Atlanta. They look really good. I'm not going to say Atlanta, though. But, you know, any of the big three, Philadelphia, Washington, I would I would pick Milwaukee over Philadelphia right now. I but just, too. But that's just because of what, like, you know, recency bias. I've seen Milwaukee dominate a really good team. I don't know if Washington's a really good team. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, does that wrap up basketball? I think that's wrap. I think we've talked about everything in basketball. All right. Well, do you have a hot take for us? I do. You got one. You want yeah, one? You're, yeah, I got one. Yeah, well, come up with one while Evan says his. All right. I'm taking. Hot. I want. This is a hot take. So, like, let me say this. I don't believe this, but don't be surprised if it happens. I think the Clippers can win the rest of the games. Not even go to seven. Win the rest of the games and take it in game six. I mean, it's hot. It's hot now, but think about it. You saw that team last night. Dallas, did Dallas lose that game? Was there a, we watched it. Luka scored 44 and still got beat by almost double digits. If if Ty Lue makes the adjustments like he's notorious for doing, he's really good at making playoff series adjustments. You could see it all those years in Cleveland. They can run out and win the series. I, I'm going to disagree, though, because I, I do have the Mavs still winning that series. But, I mean, we'll oh, I see. mean, I do, too, but I think it goes to seven. I'm just saying the Clippers could do it. They could do it. All right. Well, I'm going to go back to football for my hot take, and I'm going to say that Julio Jones ends up a Raven, but the Ravens still do not make the AFC Championship. That is spicy. That, that's yes, very spicy. But, all things considered, it's not crazy. So, like, let's say they get Julio. They're going to win the North. You'd think they would beat Cleveland. But they're not going to have the best. Cleveland will give them a run. They'll give them a run, but let's just say with Julio, Cleveland they win the North. going to give them a run. Cleveland has a, has a top this is, five roster in the NFL. Yes, right I, I know, I know. But let's say they win. Okay. Okay. So, the AFC, Chiefs, who we take it out of the South, Titans, Colts? Titans. Titans, okay. East, Dolphins, Patriots, Bills. Bills. Oh, sorry, Bills, Bills. But right. Patriots will give them a run, too. Patriots are going to be much improved yeah, if Matt Jones is worth anything. Yeah, so so out of those four teams, you know, the Chiefs are going to be one. And you, I'm taking the Chiefs over the Ravens. Yeah, you're taking the Chiefs over the Ravens. All right, so they're, bam, Titans. I'm you're probably ta- taking Titans You're probably the taking Ravens. the Titans over the Ravens. And might take the Bills. You might. Okay. And, and the, the Browns going to give them a run. Browns and Patriots are right there knocking on the door. That's not that spicy. <laughs> Jackson disagrees want, over here. Speaking of, you want a spicy take? Give us this one. Is gonna be bad. I said this when we were doing hot takes. Remember, it was almost a year ago. I think we were here. And you was were it like, about Curry? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> St- love the guy. Steph Curry. Top three favorite player in the uh, NBA right now. But Steph Curry will not win 
a single playoff game the rest of his career. No. That's very, very hot. That's spicy. I think he will not win a single game. I'll put five, I'll put $10 on it right now that he wins two playoff games next year. I don't know, man. You don't want to put no money on it. Listen here. This team right now, awful. Curry, best season of his career. Basically. Okay, give me Clay Thompson. Okay, Clay Thompson. Give me another year of James Wiseman. Give me another year of Andrew Wiggins who's coming around the corner. Another top draft pick. I didn't say I agreed. I just said lottery lottery. Yeah, lottery pick. Okay, here we go. A young James James Wiseman. He really hasn't proved much. I mean, yes, he's been good, but he hasn't been great like they've been wanting to give him a full offseason with Steph Curry and Warriors in the Western Conference Finals next year. Hammer it right now. (laughs) All right, we've got way too off. We're talking about rabbit holes now. Uh, But thank you guys for listening. Without your guys' views, we would not be doing this. Actually, we probably would. We just kind of like talking. But all things considered, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Bryson, you have anything to close on? Go Braves. Go Braves.